Fabcasters. This is our bar with the Drive Time Podcast in the new studio. Well, it's not my new It's my wife's car. Yep. Sitting in the Mazda. Got that new car smell. This car is clean. I love it. Hey, I was at a pastor's conference, a pastor's gathering the other day. And um, one of the pastors was acting obnoxious. And so uh, I heard, you know, you know, weeks later, I heard some other pastors talking about this other pastor and saying, like, dude, that guy's got issues, right? He's got issues. That guy's arrogant. And, um, and so there was some truth to that. But at the same time, I'm thinking, wait, when did we, pastors, when did we ever think that we weren't part of this broken mess called humanity? Because we are. So let me just let me just say this to everybody here. We're all broken people. And in that broken group are a group called pastors. They're not exempt from being broken. Now, depending on this on, on the level of their, you know, brokenness manifesting itself determines whether or not they should be in the pastorate. Uh, Bible says if you can't even manage your own house, then you should not be an elder. If you are beating your wife, you should not be a pastor. A pastor is not a puncher of persons. But I just wanted to bring that down. I mean, I don't get surprised when people's sin manifests. Why? Because I don't get surprised when my sin manifests. Why? Because that's the whole point of Jesus is that he had to die on the cross. Well, he chose to die on the cross to please the Father. But it should not surprise us how broken people are. And so I'll say this as well, okay? If you can see someone's sin, if they're arrogant, if they're pompous, or if they're loud, or if they're just arrogant, if they're condescending, those are all things that you can see. So that person is no longer dangerous because their stuff is on the outside. They could, they could be seen from a mile away. I, I, I believe this with all my heart, that the most dangerous people in church are the people who are so nice on the outside and you can't see the wickedness on the inside. You know nothing about them. All you know is, hey, how's it going, brother? Hey, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, how you doing? And, and all the while, you don't know what they struggle with, what they look at. You know why? Because they don't have community. So they're not known and they're not loved. And the two of those combined is a very dangerous recipe for disaster. But if there's a guy that's like, oh, guys, you got to help me, man. I thought I kicked this uh, weed habit. I like to smoke weed and it called. I, I just fell the other day. Like, you got to help me, man. I'm getting fired at work and they don't trust me and I lost my job. I mean, that's a dude that could be helped. That's a dude that's, that's he's crying out. Hey, dude, let's get him in a program. Let's get him in Celebrate Recovery. Let's get him in NA. Let's, let's get him loved on. Let's get him in the community group. But the person who always talks about theology and it's never gut-wrenching, meaning they never reveal what they're struggling with, I wonder about that guy. I, I will... I wouldn't let them babysit my kids. 
Oh, actually, I don't have money. Many people babysit my kids, let family babysit my kids. But even that, right? I've taken way too many people through this freedom, steps of freedom in Christ to know that the threat could only be outside of the family. So the, the threat is anywhere there's broken people. And uh, so what we want to foster and what we want to cultivate is a, a, a body of believers who are constantly in touch with their need for the Savior via bringing out what, all that which is broken inside and bringing that to the cross, bringing that to the body of Christ. Oh, by the way, guess what the body of Christ is? It's people. It's community. It's talking about it. It's getting in touch with those emotions, with those, with those broken things that need to be brought and renounced and say, you know what? I'm feeling shameful, but that's not from God. That's the old man trying to kick, kick again and saying, like, hey, feel guilty, feel shame. And I just got to bring that to the cross, guys. Here's what I did. Here's what I did. My daughter yelled at me and then I grabbed her by the arm and I said, don't talk, don't you talk to me like that. And I should have not have done that. And now I get it. This is why Jesus came. This is why he lived. He wants to now live through me and, and, and have love, joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control just be demonstrated through me. That's why he came. And so I bring these things out, I expose them, I expose these deeds of darkness, I, I close them out, I renounce them, and I, I'm saying, thank you for loving me, God, through these people. Lord, I trust you by trusting your people. And so thanks, guys. I am, and then I have guys praying for me, I guys laying hands on me, and, I, and I'm saying to myself over and over, man, I need the gospel. Again and again and again, and day after day. And... Um, let me read a verse here. This is um, Romans 3.23. I'm going to read it in a lot of versions so you all get it. Okay. New International Version. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. Except for pastor so-and-so. No, that's not true. Everybody. Can all have sinned, past tense, and all fall short. Present tense. Okay, look it up in the Greek if you have that app. New Living Translation, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Oh, amen to that. Now I can have some friends. But where there is, where, where Pastor Schmuckatelli is above and beyond everybody else, then I, then I can't relate to him anymore. And I can't stand it when I hear... <sighs> a perfect sermon and there's no brokenness in it. What's up with that? Don't don't preach a perfect sermon. Show me show me how much you need Jesus as well so we can be friends. Get vulnerable. Set the tone. ESV says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. New American Standard Bible says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. King James people, I got gotcha. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What other versions are there? I love all these versions. Um, how about the Young's literal translation? This is crazy. 
for all did sin and are come short of the glory of God. All right, that's enough for the, for the translations. That's Romans 3.23. Hey, guys, let's not be surprised at people sinning. Let's be very surprised when someone acts like they're not a sinner. Okay? That should be surprising because Jesus Christ is the most famous person in all of the universe. Nobody is more famous than Jesus Christ. So for someone to walk around like, eh, <laughs> I guess some people need a savior. I don't. That, that's, that's foolish. And I want you guys to look at your pastors. I want you to look at your leaders in the church, the deacons, people who serve, your favorite worship leader, and I want you to bring them down to the foot of the cross. Stop elevating people above and beyond everybody else. I guarantee you, your pastor has a sin struggle, okay? And he's loved if he's known in that struggle with the other pastors, with his, with his community group. He's not going to be uh, accountable to everybody in, in the church, but he should be accountable to other elders in the church, okay? Whether there's an elder board, whatever, whatever flavor of church you have, it shouldn't be one dude at the top calling himself a senior pastor, which only Jesus gets that title. Jesus is the only one, the main, the chief shepherd. Jesus is the only one that gets that title. We all ought to be pastors in a plurality of teachers so that when we do fall, which is daily, we are surrounded by those guys. In some churches, it's gals. To keep deeds exposed, to keep the gospel pumping through the system, pumping through the minds and hearts of the people. But, but it starts with the pastors. Pastors. I love you, Fabcasters. That's why I just pour out my heart and connect it to the gospel and say, let's all just be sweetly broken together. I love you guys. Peace out. Bye.